Oh my, what a great truth. How many believes it today? Say amen. <laughs> well, there are things that we do every day that uh, we don't think anything about. How many of you have ever uh, just got in a vehicle and drove somewhere and uh, then it dawns on you, <clears throat> I'm at my destination, but I can't remember one thing that I passed along the way. My father-in-law, Brother Langdon, I can remember uh, him telling us many times, he was bad to fall asleep at the wheel. And he would get home from trips, and then it dawned on him, he's been asleep for, for miles. But his body just kind of went into autopilot. So that's what I'm going to talk about is the autopilot of life. <clears throat> One of our grace life words that uh, is, is core belief is to be Intentional to take control of our life, to be responsible for what we're doing. In saying that, I wonder how many of us would say, so many things I do, I really don't think about anymore. I've been doing it so long, I just live on autopilot. Now, there are certain things we think about with that, such as we breathe every day. How many of us really think, I think in the next minute I'm going to breathe 14 times? A lot of us with our eating habits, we may have some thought into it at times of where I'm going to go to today to eat, or I'm going to cook this, I'm going to prepare that. But a lot of times we're just kind of going through the motions, it's time to eat, it's noon, it's, it's evening, it's dinner, it's supper, whatever part of the country you grew up, and you, what title you use. When it comes to the things of God, I wonder how often we're living on autopilot. Do we have intentional, devotional times. Can I tell a hanging crime on myself? Say yes. I have sat down for my devotions and when I get finished, I can't remember a thing that I've read or prayed. Anybody else with me? So it's a good habit, but is it intentional at this point? I, it's, I sat down, it's my daily reading time. But I didn't take the time to sit back. What did I just receive from that? Or I don't have to read 10 verses like I've been doing. That first verse spoke to me right now, and I'm just going to camp out. How many's learned to do that? It's okay to flex a little bit. It's all about being intentional. And so, again, we come back to this reality of one thing that we do every day is we give. But how often are we thinking about what we give. And is it acceptable or is it not acceptable what we've just given? In other words, a lot of times we're giving of our time to someone and it can be a good thing. But sometimes we're giving a piece of our mind to somebody and it may not be a good thing. And you're thinking, no, it was good for me. I'm glad to get that off my chest. But the person who received the peace of mind that you just gave them would say, I could have done without that. This whole thought now of giving is such a big part of our life. So now we, okay, now that you make me focus on that, what am I giving? Am I intentional with what I'm giving? And I, this title that I've, I've given today of, of giving back and also learning to give forward. I'm giving all the time, but what am I giving? And, and, and am I thinking about it? Is, it? is it positive? Is it negative? 
again, I, I didn't realize how much I'm giving. I'm giving of myself. I'm giving of my thoughts. I'm giving of my effort. Giving is something that God understood about us as he created us. It's his nature for God so loved that he did what he gave. So I want you to turn with me to Genesis chapter 4. Genesis chapter 4. I want you to stand with me for the reading of God's word. We're going to find the story of Adam and Eve, of course, we know now, and the first children being born, Cain and Abel. And immediately, as soon as we find their name, we see that they also are giving. Genesis chapter 4, I'm going to read just the first seven verses. Now, Adam knew Eve, his wife, in other words, they had a relationship, and she conceived and bore Cain, saying, I have gotten a man with the help of the Lord. And again, to the Lord an offering of the fruit of the ground. Abel also brought of the firstborn of his flock and of their fat portions. And the Lord had regard for Abel and his offering. But for Cain and his offering, he had no regard. So Cain was very angry and his face fell. And the Lord said to Cain, why are you angry? And why has your face fallen? If you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin is crouching at the door. Its desire is for you, but you must rule over it. Again, Lord, thank you for your word. Let let this story of antiquity speak to us today to realize nothing's really changed at all other than our names. We thank you for your word and how it transforms us. Let us receive your word for us today. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Just before you're seated, turn to somebody and say, man, I'm glad you're here. If I can put one more thought into this. Without confusing, I don't think it will. Many of us, especially with any age on us at all, would say that my world has changed. Can I hear an amen if you're in agreement? There have been books written. One that uh, was the most popular book uh, just a couple years ago. It says, Who Moved My Cheese? Somebody Moved My Cheese. And I'm not happy, happy about it at all. We're realizing that change, of course, is not only the constant, but it, it, it's, it has happened. And things that we knew yesterday has changed. And we all talk about the technologies, and we talk about culture, and we talk about things that, okay, I'm, even a conversation I had today with a, a younger man uh, saying in his world, yes, technologies that I was, I was taught in this industry were antiquated within two years. Change, 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 change. Now we've got to ask ourselves, how's it affecting me? And is that change changing me? Wow. How do I stay true to myself when everything around me is changing? 
As a pastor, I've, I've asked myself how many times, dealing with others, I ask this question, do you believe that somebody can change? And many times that uh, question is given when somebody has failed miserably and somebody that cares deeply about them or somebody just meeting them and has found out about previous behavior that was not good behavior, oh wow, should I be wary? Should I be concerned? Can a person change? Here we are, a church, and even though we may not have some of the formalities that were so common just yesterday with altar calls and somebody coming down to an altar of decision, they would get up and say, I gave it to the Lord. I'm a different person. Many of us would say, I remember the time I prayed in an altar, and I got up and I said, I... I believe with my heart that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. I've asked him to forgive me of my sins. I'm born again. I'm different. I'm changed. And yet, in the days after that, we would say, some things changed, but some things didn't. Can I hear an honest amen? I thought when I prayed that way that everything would be fixed. And I found out I could still have a short temper. I found out I still like gossip. I found out there's certain vices that still call on me. Have I lost anybody yet? So with change going on all the time, now the real question is, how do I stay true to myself of the core values that I believe in? How do I stay true to God when everything else is around me changing? How do I keep it from affecting me? And it keeps coming back to this thing about giving. I didn't know how important this thing was. What am I giving? How am I giving? And is it acceptable or not? So we go back to this biblical story. This biblical story of the first two siblings, Adam and Eve's oldest and second oldest children. And one gives an offering. Matter of fact, the guy that failed miserably is the first one who gave something. We don't give him credit, but Cain is the first person that ever gave God a gift that we know of. Wow, that's pretty impressive. Who came up with that idea? Why did he do it? Did they have family devotions? And then he decided. As we read through the story, and again, not camping out here all day long, but we realize that he did give. And Abel also gave. And the next thing we know is God said, Abel, good job. You did great. Cain, not so good. What we also have to realize is God didn't reject Cain. He rejected his offering. But sometimes it doesn't feel that way. I feel like I've been rejected. You ever given something to somebody else and they didn't really care for the gift and you just felt like they don't like me anymore? Somebody say amen in here. All right, you're still with me. I just thought they would love it. They didn't really love it at all. They don't like me anymore. Whatever emotions was going on, we know that Cain wasn't rejected because God still communicates to him. If you will do well. In other words, what I truly believe he was saying is, you can do better than this. And now we look at ourselves. how are we doing with God and what we offer him? And is it really acceptable or is he not happy with us? 
in what we're giving. So the story goes on, and there's a word in the Old Testament that we find quite often. It's in, also in the New Testament. There's two words I want to bring out today, but the one's primarily in the Old Testament. It's called offerings. And from this time forward, we know a lot of things happen, and finally there is this nation of Israel, and finally there is a, a tabernacle, and there are priests, and there's this whole thing called church to them, and in that they find that there's all different kind of offerings that can be offered, and in that process, we find out that they all have particular meanings. We know that there was this thing called the sin offering. And what was the sin offering? It was when somebody realized, I have sinned against God. And now I'm bringing a sin offering to you, God, so that I can be reconciled to you again. And I want the sin offering to be acceptable unto you. There are other times that someone would come in and they're offering their offering unto the priest, and it's called a trespass offering. This particular offering wasn't given because you and I have got a problem, God. i got a problem with these people around me. Anybody ever have a problem with somebody around you? Don't turn to the person next to you and say that they're the one. <laughs> I don't need any more on the counseling list, Okay. I've trespassed against my neighbor. In this particular offering, it is about reconciliation. And here's a big word that we don't use anymore, restitution. Wow, look that one up, Google that one. Siri, what does restitution mean? Giving back to a person. I've wronged you, and not only am I giving back, I need to add to it because I've brought emotional pain to you. <clears throat> There's also the peace offering. And the peace offering wasn't that you and I got a problem. <laughs> I'm actually having a pretty good day. Those around me I don't have a problem with. I know I've shared this prayer in the past. A guy got up and uh, <clears throat> was going through his day. And this is his prayer to God. He said, God, I'm actually having a good day. You and I don't have a problem with each other. I haven't fussed at anybody. I haven't lied to anybody. I haven't punched anybody in the nose. I haven't stolen anything from anybody. I'm having a really good day. I haven't, I haven't said a swore word. I haven't thought even a swore word. But God, in just a few minutes, I'm going to get up out of this bed, and I need you to help me the rest of the day. You know who you are. <laughs> the peace offering isn't about restitution, reconciliation. It is about giving forward. I want right relationship with you. I just feel like things are a little stale. I just, I, 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 I don't know. I just want you to know how much I love you and I want shalom with you. I want peace with you. I want to be in harmony with you, God. There's other offerings, the meat offering, the meal offering, the heave offering, the wave offering. Everybody give a wave offering right now. You ever had the wave in church? <laughs> All these offerings 
coming back. I've made this statement in the past. I'll say it again. When you study the sacrificial system that God established for his people to give them an optic, to give them an understanding about how important it is in relationship with him and with others, at times, I, I don't want the slaughtering of the animals. That's not where I'm going. But at the same time, I wish there was a system likened unto that system. I I wish it was in the front yard of every church for people to realize again, oh my goodness, can you imagine if the old system was still in play for us today? Can you imagine all the blood and gore in the front yard at the brazen altar? Can you imagine the buzzards that be circling and sitting on this roof ready to come down and grab a piece of meat that's fallen from the altar? Can you imagine the turtle doves, the bullocks, the oxen, whatever? See, we've been so far removed from that. My question is, how do we measure today? We can go through a day on autopilot And do we ever give a forward thought, God, are we good? We've already proven we can go through devotion and not get a thing out of it because we were just doing autopilot and didn't realize, I I just didn't really, I don't know. I'm numb. And others watching the sacrificial system in the front yard, can you imagine social media? Them people on All Good Road are crazy. Or that congregation's got a lot of sin in it. There's a lot of problems. And then they realize, well, it needs to be in every churchyard because we got people, and people mess up, and people get crossways with God. You ever been crossways with God? You know how many times in my office or somewhere else, counseling, sharing, guiding somebody, and just say, go ahead, get it out, and finally there's that that moment of just upheaval. God, I'm mad. That release, God, I don't understand you. How could you let that person die? How could you let that person cheat me like that? How could you let me do that to myself? Boy, it's quiet. It's because it's right where we live. What am I giving? And is it intentional? And is it acceptable? Oh, man, you see, it all does tie together. This system, how do we measure? Today, we actually have a system. It's called prayer. Has anybody this week been in a time of prayer and you just know that God communicated back to you? Raise your hand. And there's others that say, how does that work? And many, if you ask them, they'd say, well, for me, I don't know, there's this thing, this inner thing that just, I, this, this peace comes over me. Or reading his words like, oh, dude, that is spot on. Thank you. You just talked to me. And others would have somebody else come to me. Maybe some of the gifts of the Spirit are operating. And someone comes up and says, the Lord put you on my heart. And this is what he told me about you. And it's like, ding, 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 ding. Anybody ever had that happen to them? And sometimes God just communicates to you. And you're just like, you're flooded with thought. 
and you realize he's talking to you because you ain't smart enough to come up with what he just told you. Again, the systems of, here, get ready for it. It's a biblical word, but we've lost it in too many circles. Meditation. Reflection. Just taking time to chill with God. For some, it's in the morning. Some, it's in the afternoon. Some, it's in the evening. You find that time of just, I'm going to meditate upon your word both day and night. I want to be like that tree planted by the rivers of water. I, 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 I want my leaf not to even wither. Psalms 1. But you see, it moves on up. The word offering is old in New Testament, primarily old. The other word is sacrifice. And we find it in Old Testament, but we find it primarily in New Testament. These, these two words are related, closely related. And we find out that this word sacrifice simply means to surrender. In other words, to give. Again, what we found out is there's giving back and reconciliation, restitution, and there's also giving forward a, a peace offering God. Same thing with sacrifices. We know the New Testament's filled with them. 1 Peter 2 and 5 tells us that we are building up a spiritual house and we are living stones and in that we are to offer up spiritual sacrifices. But what are they? What do they look like? What's the list? I, I want, for those of you in construction, I want that punch list. I need to mark that off as I'm going through. I need, I need the ledger here. I need to be able to assess how I'm doing. Is it acceptable? Is it not acceptable? One of those sacrifices is living in obedience to his word. How many has found out that's not always easy to do? I saw a couple heads do this. I don't know who's streaming. I don't know who's listening all the time. I don't know who's sitting in the house all the time. You could have somebody that's been in church all their life, but all of a sudden it comes alive to them. Yeah, I, I can actually get honest with God. God keeping your word in my life is not always easy. Sometimes I want to do something your word says I shouldn't do. And the word of God says, yeah, I know, I know, I know. There's pleasure in sin. Oh, you know. <laughs> it's great. But it only lasts for a season. Oh. So walking in obedience means I'm not just doing what I want to do. And can I find a scripture that supports what I just did? I can take that one and. Or do I study to show myself approved? This is what your word tells me to do. It is a lamp unto my feet, a light unto my path. I'm going to let it guide me. I, I don't, not, everybody else is going that way, but your light's shining that way. I, sure looks fun over here. And they're asking me to come, but your light is shining. Can I walk in obedience to that light? Is this helping anybody today? It's intentional. But Lord, what I have to ask myself in that moment is, even though they are all doing that, and I like them and they're cool and 
they probably don't even know they're in harm's way. I got to ask myself, God, have you ever led me astray? Have I learned to trust you? Have you ever duped me, God? Have you ever just set me up for failure? No. Then I will trust and obey. For there's no other way we used to sing to be happy in Jesus, but to trust. Have you ever been trusting God and walking and it's like, it still doesn't make sense? I thought if I took one step, the band would show up and start playing music and I just know I'm in the right way. But it seems to be darker and quieter. I remember a description given to me, it just stays with me and I've shared it more than once as well, but it's one of those I want it to reoccur. Of, of the descriptions of God, not only do we know God is love, he is also light. And the question is, how big is that light? If God is light, how big is that light? And many would say, man, I got to think of the biggest LED light ever. I got to think of a laser. I got to think of the sun, the orb that's up there just shining at noonday. And the description comes back. You know how much light God is? Just enough light for your next step. Because we can't handle all that he can give us. He's more than enough. We couldn't handle all that, but he's faithful. Oh, there's, they're going that way, but I see your light. I'll take that step. And then I'll take that step. And then I'll take that step. Because we've trusted in him. These spiritual sacrifices of obedience, of prayer, of, of serving. Romans 12 and 1, we know it well, don't we? Present your bodies a living what? Sacrifice. There it is again. It's intentional. It's showing up for duty. It's showing up for work. Here I am. Another day you've given me. I'll present my body to you. Use these hands any way you want to today, God. You gave them to me. Use these feet for your glory, God. I'll go wherever you send me. Now, Lord, you got to really watch over this next. I'm going to give you my mouth. Ah, oh, but you, you got to remember Hebrews 13, 15. Offer up the sacrifice of praise, which is what? Fruit of my lips. Wow. It's a sacrifice. Not always easy to do. I'm giving something. Is it acceptable? The words that I use, the words of my mouth, confessions of my heart, God, what can they be? acceptable unto you? You see, it is all the same. So how do I live in a culture that's changing and stay the same? How do I stay true to myself? It is understanding these spiritual sacrifices. The Hebrew writer went on, not only the fruit of my lips, but as I serve those around me, these are the things that are pleasing to God, my service unto God. So we come back to even the model prayer that teaches us everything we've just looked at again is really the gospel in a nutshell. What is the gospel in a nutshell? 
When Jesus was asked by a young man, diligently seeking, what's the greatest commandment? Love God with all your heart, your mind, your strength. And, 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 I just asked for one answer, right? What's the greatest commandment, singular God? And you come back plural because it can't be separated. Again, it's, it's the gospel, it's the cross. Serving God, loving God with all my heart, mind, and strength, and loving my neighbor as I love myself. It is the cross. It is the vertical. It is the horizontal. It's the gospel and the prayer that also follows. Forgive me my debts, my sin, as I also forgive those who've trespassed against me. It's giving back and it's giving forward. It's giving. Would you stand with me today?